0: Locked On Podcast Network and Odyssey present Locked On Sports Today.
1: Is Mitch Trubisky really the Steelers' Week 1 quarterback? Will the Lions restore the roar in 2022? And Shohei Otani made the wrong call on which team he should play for. I'm Peter Bukowski, starting your day with the can't-miss stories and biggest debates in sports. You're Locked On Sports Today.
0: Searching all major sports. Found. Let's start with the biggest story.
1: Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. One of the few places in the league we actually have a question about who the starting quarterback will be in week one in Pittsburgh. And Kenny Pickett, the first round pick, sure is making it interesting with two strong preseason performances. Joining me now, Chris Carter from Lockdown Steelers. And Chris, you were on this show about a week ago saying, "Okay, Kenny Pickett, he's getting some first team run. But this is still Mitch Trubisky's job. How have you changed, if at all? You're thinking on that. How has Kenny Pickett's performance changed? How the Pittsburgh Steelers might be thinking about all of us. I, I haven't changed one bit. Mace, uh, Mace,
2: excuse me. Mitch Trubisky is the starting quarterback of the Pittsburgh Steelers. I will say Kenny Pickett has aced every test that they've placed for me in game. He threw only one incomplete pass the other night, and that was to spike the ball to keep the two-minute drill going so that he could throw a touchdown later. Twice in that drive, <laughs> one was called back, and then he threw another one. But Kenny Pickett is doing what's asked of him. The thing is, though, I know Mike Tomlin, and when you watch Mike Tomlin and how he's coached over the years, you know, especially at quarterback, he wants to ease you into things. And you saw in the first game against the Seahawks, lots of action, but against third and second-string guys. This game, got actually against first-string guys, but only two drives. That, that was their saying. Okay, this is what this tastes like. Okay, you enjoyed it. We're gonna we're gonna study that, and maybe next time we'll get you a larger sample size. But Mitch Trubisky, they don't have to worry about the, about that with him. They want to ease Kenny Pickett into it. That's what they're doing right now. So uh, there's a lot of Steelers fans, trust me, Peter, who just want to see Kenny Pickett in right now. Get him out there. Push, push, push. Let him. He's gonna lead them to a Super Bowl this year. Mike Tomlin and the Steelers, they know what they're doing. They're taking their time. They're letting him develop. Can Pickett it to his credit? Doing everything he's asked, being asked of and more. I think he's a very smart quarterback. I think he's a future franchise quarterback for this, for this organization. But there's no need to rush it. They'll let Mitch start.
1: Uh, the thing about Steelers fans is they watched a rookie quarterback do this. Ben Roethlisberger <laughs> did it once upon a time. So they go, hey, we can do this. We've seen this movie before. We, we've got the next guy. What could Kenny Pickett do over the next we have three weeks before the Steelers kick it off in week one what could he do to make Mike Tomlin at least think twice about this Mitch Trubisky situation
2: for one if you're you're comparing to Ben Roethlisberger Roethlisberger went in there remember he was the third string quarterback once upon a time for the Pittsburgh Steelers and it took an injury for Tommy Maddox to get him his opportunity to play some NFL action I, I think the biggest thing is if Kenny Pickett He's going to get a larger, larger sample size against the Detroit Lions next weekend. If during that larger sample size you see him still efficient and he throws some deep balls that the Steelers really like, and you see him not phased, I think Mike Tom is going to say, "You know what? You are my number two, and Mitch Trubisky's on a shorter leash than we thought we would need to have him on." But I do think this. At some point, the Steelers will give Kenny Pickett his chance, but they like what Mitch Trubisky's putting together. And Mitch Trubisky, to his credit, he's being smart. He's not making dumb mistakes. And he's had pressure in his face, and he's been escaping it. They like that about him. If Kenny Pickett's going to overtake him, it would take a phenomenal week three. And I I don't mean six of seven for, like, 90 yards and a touchdown. I mean, like, 40 for 40 for five touchdowns and 500 yards. And that's just – you don't get that in the preseason, which is why I'm telling you it's not going to happen. But if Kenny Pickett finishes strong with a third consecutive really good preseason showing, there will be in the in the back of Tomlin's mind say Mitch Trubisky. Let's say, let's say he starts off. The Steelers are four and two or something like that. But in that's in that seventh eighth game, he has three interceptions. Maybe Mike Tomlin says, "You know what, Mitch? Good job today. We're gonna let Kenny take a shot." And maybe then that's how the legend of Kenny Pickett starts as a professional football player. Because trust me, he's already a legend in Pittsburgh. <laughs>
1: It's worth noting, Mitch Trubisky has never played every game in a season. In fact, only has gotten to just 15 games one time, and less than half of the quarterbacks who start the league or start the season end up playing in every game. So, this is something where Kenny Pickett, there's a there's a better than 50 50 chance the back of quarterback is going to play at some point. Maybe Kenny Pickett, Wally Pips, Mitch Trubisky, Stranger Things have happened. <laughs> Stay up to date on the Pittsburgh Steelers by subscribing to Locked On Sports today and the Locked On Steelers podcast on the Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get podcasts. Thanks for making Locked On Sports today your first listen. Coming up, the Detroit Lions are building a winning foundation. No, seriously. Here's what to look for on Bet Online, your number one spot for all your gambling needs. Let's look at the NFC North's win totals for each team Chicago Bears. Well, they're going to have a rough season, according to Bet Online. Win total set at six. The Detroit Lions, they've got a little bit more respect on the total, but mm, just a little. Bet Online has their over under at six and a half. The Minnesota Vikings figure to be better than either with a chance to go make the playoffs. Bet Online has their over under at nine and a half. But the Packers, their favorites to win the division, Bet Online has their over under set at 10 and a half. Bet Online. Where the game starts.
0: Now, here's what you need to be locked on today.
1: Tampa Bay quarterback Tom Brady is expected to return to the team this week. Coach Todd Bowles said on Sunday, Bowles did not provide a specific date, but said it'll be early in the week. Brady has been away from the team since August 11th, attending to what has been described as personal things. bull said it was something agreed upon weeks ago and the team supported Brady who has kept in touch with the coaching staff during his absence. In addition to his current absence, Brady has missed 4 days of camp in late July and early August. He's been given days off in the past, but this is the first time in 23 years he has taken a significant amount of time away from the team during training camp or the preseason and it has spawned all sorts of unhinged conspiracy theories. I have read all of them. Miami Heat forward Udonis Haslam is coming back for his 20th NBA season. The 42 year old made the announcement Sunday at his basketball camp in Miami. I have decided to follow through with what me and my father had talked about, and I will finish what I started and I will play 20 years. Haslam said his deal is for one year worth 2.9 million. Miami extended the offer nearly two months ago, then waited for Haslam to decide between retiring and returning. Haslam joins legends Kobe Bryant of the LA Lakers and Dirk Nowitzki of the Dallas Mavericks as the only NBA players to play 20 or more seasons for a single franchise. This, according to ESPN stats and info. With the decision unanimously headed toward the defending champion, there was only one thing for Leon Edwards to do. Finish the fight. With 50 seconds left in the fifth and final round, he did just that to win the welterweight title. Edwards delivered a head kick with his left leg that landed clean and turned out the lights on Kamara Usman. The knockout unseated the champ who was defending his title for the sixth time and attempting to tie the all-time longest UFC winning streak. Edwards becomes the first ever Jamaican-born champion with one of the most stunning knockouts in the history of the sport. She really is awesome. In her final postseason, Seattle Storm point guard Sue Bird became the oldest player in WNBA history to record a playoff double-double. 18 points and 10 assists Sunday in a 97-84 victory to sweep the Washington Mystics. She is 41, and both totals were high marks this season for Bird. Bird already held the record as the oldest WNBA player with a double-double in the postseason, having done so at 39 during the Storm's 2020 WNBA Finals win over the Las Vegas Aces. According to StatHead.com, just three NBA players have ever had a playoff double-double in their 40s. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, the only player to do it at an older age than Bird, Carl Malone, and John Stockton. I'll say it again, basketball will miss Sue Bird. And so will I. And on the diamond, the Yankees got a much needed win in a game that saw some tempers flare.
0: This is Stacey Gotsoulias of On Yankees and the Yankees won a game. It's a miracle. A true blue spectacle a miracle come true if you're old you get that reference anyway Yankees beat the Blue Jays 4-2 at the stadium prevent the four game sweep prevent the division lead from shrinking to six now it's back up to eight that feels a lot better I know that's ridiculous it sounds ridiculous coming out of my mouth and it probably sounds ridiculous to you but yes eight is a lot better than six so okay feeling much better about this In the battle of Alec Manoa and Nestor Cortez, it actually became a battle between Alec Manoa and Garrett Cole somehow, because Alec Manoa hit Aaron Judge with a pitch, and Cole didn't like that too much and came out of the dugout and gave Manoa a piece of his mind. Manoa waited till after the game to say something to the beat writers about it. Don't you love baseball? It's the best. Anyway, the Yankees' reward for eking out this last win against the Blue Jays The Mets for two, and Scherzer and DeGrom. We'll have a preview of that series on the next Locked On Yankees and a review of this series. Should be a good one. Here is another story you need to know.
1: Is this the season they can restore the roar? In Detroit, they're on hard knocks. Dan Campbell is inspiring people across the nation. Viewers get to see Jamal Williams in all of his personality, glory, and hey, by the way, Quietly building a very nice roster up in Detroit. Joining me now from Locked On Lions, our pal Matt Derry and Matt. Um, there's been a little Lions hype. We have not been able to say that for a long time with this team. And so, when you when you look at it, what are the reasons for fans to be excited that this year could be different? First of all, it's great to hear
3: the positivity coming out of you, Pete. Uh, love that. <laughs> love that. Look, I mean, look, the bottom line is you can do all the hard knock stuff you want and all the Dan Campbell speeches and all the F-bombs and Jamal Williams and everything else. But the bottom line is, is yes, in the last two seasons, Brad Holmes, the general manager, has added some nice talent to the roster. When you draft high up, which the Lions have done over the last few years, you're able to get a Panay Sewell in the top 10 a TJ Hawkinson in the top 10 um, and Aiden Hutchinson in the top two. So there's some pretty nice talent here. Is it ready to compete with uh, the Green Bay Packers? I don't think so, but at least there's some positivity they they're, they're very strong with the offensive line, and that's where you have to kind of build things is up front, and they feel like they're they're on their way a little bit here, and like you said it's they become America's team a little bit, brother, with all this uh, hard knock stuff, but so far, so good here in the preseason.
1: I think it speaks to the quality of coach that people think Dan Campbell is and his ability to build culture and and inspire his players because when we watch him, we go. God, if I was in that room, I'd be ready to run through a brick wall for that guy. But to your point, there's a really strong offensive line. They put together a nice skill group with the receivers, drafting Jamison Williams, who we haven't even seen on the field. But Amon Ross St. Brown has this inspired rookie season. They've got a nice group of backs. You mentioned TJ Hawkinson. So there's, there's some, some players that you might actually draft in your fantasy football league on this team, even if that's just like the level of fan that you are. But you mentioned the expectations. Are they ready to compete? Okay, maybe not. So help me set reasonable expectations. We know what some expectations are. What are reasonable expectations for the Lions this year?
3: You know, Vegas and our friends at Bet Online have said six and a half wins. I, I, I think reasonable after a three-win season last year and a very difficult schedule to come back with a lot of the same roster, but guys that wanted to come back, uh, the same coaching staff, identical staff from a year ago that they can build around, um, and an easier schedule. And getting to play the Bears twice will help, <laughs> right? And you know that, Pete. So I think that you know six, seven, eight wins could be there for the taking. Uh, they've got to get some breaks. They have to finish games. Last year, they should have beaten Pittsburgh. They didn't. They tied. They should have beaten the Ravens. They didn't. They, they, they lost. Minnesota, at Minnesota, the game was won, and they choked it away. So they got to finish some of those games. Goff has to have a, a better year than he did a year ago. But like we talked about, a healthy O-line, Ragnow up front, with Decker and 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 Sewell and some of those skill position players, and hey, let's say you get Jamison Williams November first, and he, as Brad Holmes likes to say, the GM takes the top off the defense, then you might have something here. But they're much improved in that wide receiver room. That's where they were very
1: weak a year ago. What do you what do you think in terms of tangible benefits? You know, we know the the sort of intrinsic benefit of having a rah rah head coach. Is there is there tangible benefits to what Dan Campbell does for this team because he seems to have delegated a lot of the the football stuff to his his very, very um, impressive staff. A lot of former players, Aaron Glenn is is a hot name to potentially get a, a head coaching run here in, in the next year or two. W- what do you think the on-field benefit is from someone like Dan Campbell?
3: Well, I mean, and, and you know this, Peter, being in the NFC North. I mean, Detroit has been a whipping boy for so many years and a butt of so many jokes And Campbell provides uh, some entertainment value for sure if you're watching Hard Knocks, but inside the locker room, and when I talk to some people inside the building, they all say everybody's on board. Everybody Mm -hmm. is in lockstep with Campbell. Dan is in lockstep with his general manager, Brad Holmes. Uh, There's no infighting, whether it's John Dorsey, Ray Agnew, guys in the front office, Chris Spielman. All these guys that maybe want to chime in and say, hey, listen, let's draft this guy or let's trade for this guy or maybe we don't want to keep this guy. But Brad makes the final call. He's got the ear of all those folks, but they're all on the same page, which for years here in Detroit has always been a bugaboo. They just have not been able to be connected. And so, yeah, that should result in, in some better results. I think, like I said, last year the schedule was murder and the roster was not very good. Uh, now, golf in year two, system's pretty much the same. Campbell's likely going to call the plays. Glenn's back coaching the, the defense, Aubrey Pleasant's back coaching the DBs. He's a really good assistant. Um, and, you, and you've and you seen what Deuce Staley can do as an assistant head coach and how impressive he's been on hard knocks. So, yeah, there, there's a lot of positivity. Still worried a little bit about the defense and, and certainly some of the games on the schedule. Week one should not be easy with Philly. They run it well. The Lions' interior defensive line is a little shaky. So those are things to think about, but the optimism here in Detroit is much higher than it was a year ago.
1: Stay up to date on the Detroit Lions by subscribing to Locked On Sports today and the Locked On Lions podcast on the Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get podcasts. Coming up, as it turns out, Shohei Otani made the wrong decision when he chose his Major League Baseball team. Shohei Otani does it all. He is a -a one-of-a-kind great in that he is as talented at pitching as he is at hitting, and he is doing things we have never seen before. Dane Gonzalez and Kobe Pattonod cover the Mariners every day for Locked On Mariners. And after the M's swept Otani's Angels, they had a hot take about a decision Otani made a few years ago. And Shohei Otani
4: can say whatever he wants. He regrets the decision he made five years ago, one hundred percent. He'll tell you, "No, oh, absolutely. I made so How many can great you friends. Not? I, you know, I, I wouldn't change. I wouldn't trade it for the world." Yes, he would, because Shohei Otani. Not a moron. Made a bad decision. Not stupid. So he's leaving. Uh-huh. I mean, if he signs back up for the Angels, then yes, he is officially stupid. But he's not going to. He's going to go play for the Dodgers or, you know, the Giants, a real team. Um, uh-huh. Not this, you know. I mean, I, I don't even know what to call it. Not this T-ball team. I It's it's the watching the Angels play other baseball teams is like watching you know uh, a dad playing 8-year-old in basketball and the dad shoots left-handed just to keep things interesting that's all it is uh-huh. the angels are a joke
1: it's not hard to understand the decision otani made play with mike trout play in los angeles a monster media market but on the other hand the mariners are a proven commodity when it comes to bringing over international superstars ichiro comes and continues to be an international superstar someone who Helps embody the spirit of global baseball. And he skyrockets his Q rating. And by the way, the Mariners are able to win baseball games, something the Angels have not been able to do, even with the greatest player of his generation. Would he take it back? I don't know. There's a lot of his career that can still play out. Maybe they go and they win a World Series. Right now, it doesn't look great. And finally, six years ago, Devin Allen scored his last touchdown for Oregon and celebrated by hurdling. Allen, who has now twice represented the United States at the Olympics as a hurdler, tore his left ACL and MCL a week after that touchdown. On Sunday, he recorded his first reception for the Philadelphia Eagles his first touchdown in six years, and he celebrated with the hurdles. Sports are just the best. Coming up tomorrow, who has the best defense ahead of the 2022 NFL season? So at least until tomorrow, stay locked on sports today.